people who have been fully vaccinated. That's just for the beginning, friends. The next article says that COVID shot is killing large numbers. This is a warning that's coming from a top COVID doctor, Peter McCullough. He's saying we have hardly seen the beginning of it yet. It's just the tip of the iceberg. Then Tucker Carlson came out and poked a hornet's nest by spotlighting vaccine deaths, for which he was promptly criticized by Dr. Fauci, saying he's a radical. Then the Kaiser Permanente folk did a poll. Many parents are hesitant to get younger kids vaccinated. I wonder why. 29% of parents of children under age 18 said they would get their child vaccinated right away. But the majority said no. But Fauci dismisses criticism of his views as extreme people. So Congressman Jim Jordan is an extremist. Senator Rand Paul is an extremist. In fact, anybody who disagrees with Dr. Fauci is an extremist, except that Dr. Fauci seems to disagree with himself historically over and over and over again. The next, experts say that herd immunity against COVID-19 is very unlikely. Unlikely. The next, masking can impact both health and humanity. The next, the scientists who developed the Pfizer Biotechnic vaccine says a third shot will be needed. The next, Stanford study states that face masks are ineffective to block transmission of COVID-19 and actually can cause health deterioration and premature death. Next, herpes infection possibly linked to COVID-19 vaccine. And then finally, COVID nurse explains why she became a whistleblower, a whistleblower. She said, I recorded them murdering patients. I recorded them, that is, nurses murdering COVID patients. Today on Viewpoint, we're going to talk about all of these things. I know you didn't want to hear it. I wondered, maybe you wondered too, if there perhaps is some link for the fact that the world has virtually abandoned God, the God who made and preserved us a nation, the God of creation, the God who set the nations in order, China's abandoned God, Russia has largely abandoned God, the entire Western world, including Europe, has virtually abandoned God, including America, so greatly has that abandonment take place, but for the first time in 70 years, the Biden administration and Joe Biden refused to allow a National Day of Prayer event at the Capitol. The first time in 70 years. And in addition to that, for the supposed National Day of Prayer proclamation by Joe Biden, that has been done by presidents for 70 years since the National Day of Prayer was established. He is the first president 
to refuse to use the word God in his proclamation for prayer. What happens when you remove God, when you decide to shake your fist in the face of God while calling yourself a wonderful Catholic boy? What happens when we shake our fist in the face of God? Can we expect him to hear our prayer? And if we don't use his name, to whom are we praying? Well, according to Biden and according to his proclamation, it seems we're praying to ourselves. Because it's just prayer itself. It's not prayer to God. It's not the relationship with God. It's actually our relationships with one another. It's just prayer. A spiritualized activity that has no object. That's the proclamation that Mr. Biden made. We're in trouble, friends. In case you have not realized it yet, we are in deep trouble. That being said, how can we expect God to hear our prayer concerning the devastation of COVID when we have thumbed our nose at him repeatedly, even in his own house, refusing to obey his voice, considering that the word obey is just a four-letter word and we despise it? in God's own house. It seems that this problem of rejecting God is so severe that it's virtually pervasive everywhere on the planet with a very small remnant of people considering otherwise. All that having been said, today... Rather than continuing to focus on Mr. Biden and his rejection of not only the authority of the Bible, but the authority of the Holy Spirit and the very God of the Bible and his rejection of even the Catholic Church that he contends to be part of, rather than focusing on that today, I just felt the genuine compassion would require that we take a further focus on the issue of the vaccine, the COVID vaccine. We're being told, and you are being pressured, you are being manipulated into believing that this vaccine is going to be efficacious to prevent you from getting the virus and to prevent you from being a spreader of the virus. And if others, therefore, had the vaccine, therefore they cannot spread the virus, and therefore we will reach herd immunity because if everyone gets the vaccine, we will all be safe from one another. Nothing could be further from the truth. It's not anywhere near the truth, because that isn't even the purpose of the vaccine. The purpose of the vaccine, all three of them, is not to prevent the transmission of the disease, not to make you immune from the disease, but rather to minimize the effects or symptoms of the disease if and when you get it. Period. Now, that being the case, then we must look in balance with all of the other issues that are being hidden from us. 
that is, from you and from me, by the media, by many in the medical profession, including the CDC and Dr. Fauci, and including the media. What is going on? I hope you'll listen to the rest of today's program. It might grip your mind, your heart, and help you to make a righteous decision. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Today, I received a report, not from the news media, but from an individual that I have known for many years. The person related to me a story concerning the family of others that we both knew and know. And here is the gist of the story. A medical surgeon got the shot. The vaccine went to surgery, came out of surgery, and collapsed. Just totally collapsed. Was in such bad, bad shape that the person was taken to the hospital, again, suffered a heart attack as a result, and is in desperate reaching to hang on to life. Healthy before the vaccine, everything was going well. Taking professional responsibilities, a doctor, and collapsed. Do you know of others who have collapsed after getting the vaccine? Oh, there are many. Many, many, and many of them go unreported. They don't want to report these because they have uh, the powers that be, both political and medical, have so convinced themselves and sold themselves and the public a bill of goods that they have to continue with this message that if we just get everybody vaccinated, we can stop this virus and everything will be hunky-dory. We can get on to business as usual, but if that be true then why is it that Dr. Fauci has said, even though 70% of Americans get the vaccine, you're still going to have to wear a mask. You're still going to have to socially separate. Really? They don't believe what they're saying, friends. They really do not believe that the vaccine is going to solve the problem. If they did believe that, then Dr. Fauci would not make such a statement. But he does. Because he has to cover both ends. He knows that he cannot rely upon the vaccine. He knows that in his gut. But he's trying to convince the American people and play a political game. And friends, 
politics can kill. Politics can be horrific for the life of the people if those who are carrying on the policies of the politics do not truly fear God and love the people that are pursuing power. We're going to take a look at a number of these various studies today, and I hope you'll listen to the entirety of the program. If you're not able to do that, then uh, I urge you to go back to our website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org, where you'll be able to listen to the program this evening or any time during the day or night for the next year or so. It'll be up on our website by today's date. Now, where do we start? We went through a whole series of... Let's, let's start here. Herd immunity against COVID-19, unlikely. Not likely, unlikely. Throughout the pandemic, experts have been saying we need to achieve herd immunity to tame the COVID-19. While the percentages cited have varied, most authorities have said herd immunity means that at least 70% of the population needs to be immunized, either by vaccine or natural exposure to the virus, to contain the spread of the disease. But according to USA Today, which is a liberal paper, by the way, that goal has shifted as more Americans demonstrate vaccine hesitancy, that is, refusing to get the vaccine. A Kaiser Family Foundation poll found that while 79% of Democrats said they have been vaccinated or intend to do so, three out of ten Republicans said they would definitely not get vaccinated. Now, why is that? Because Democrats are very gullible. They drink the Kool-Aid very quickly. They trust the dissimulation of those that they have put in office not realizing that those that they have put in office have gotten there by fraud, dishonesty, dissimulation, and so on. In other words, there is a lack of a genuine trust foundation that is there, yet they trust anyway. The reluctance of so many Americans to get vaccinated has put the idea of herd immunity off the table now. Instead, Experts say we should aim to get as many people as possible vaccinated to tamp down transmission. The problem with that is that the vaccines were never intended to prevent transmission. And there is no evidence that they do. This is a very scary thing. Because we're told one thing by so-called experts, but then we have been told other things by the same experts or others that totally pull the rug out from under the representations that are being made. The so-called unvaccinated, especially those who are over the age of 65 or have underlying medical conditions, will be especially vulnerable to serious illness and increased risk of mortality from COVID-19. That's why experts, health experts, say we should shift our focus away from targeting herd immunity towards a more realistic and achievable goal. The problem is that those who are 
older also tend to more be more susceptible to reacting negatively to the virus, or excuse me, to the uh, vaccination. Now the effort is being made to bring all of our teenagers, 12 to 15, 12 to 18, under the uh, auspices of the vaccine, in other words, to get them uh, jabbed and stabbed as quickly as possible. Then behind that comes the serious effort to get all of our young children vaccinated. Now here's the problem. As we've said here before on Viewpoint, this is not an immunizing vaccine. None of them are. They are not designed to prevent the virus. Are you listening? Contrary to popular belief, they are not designed to prevent the virus. They are designed only to ameliorate or lessen the symptoms if you get the virus. So, by getting the vaccine, how, in heaven's name, are you going to prevent the virus from spreading? Because it has nothing to do with spreading the virus. It doesn't prevent the spread of the virus. It just doesn't. So we have millions and millions of people now who are being thrust under the needle, either voluntarily because they fear, or because they're being compelled by their businesses, corporations, airlines, government agencies, educational facilities, and so on. They're being compelled to receive the vaccine, or you're not going to receive our services or do business. Just today, the news came out from Norwegian, uh, that not airlines, but the Norwegian uh, ships that dock there in uh, the cruise ships that dock there in Florida. They said, okay, now that the law in Florida is that you don't have to have the vaccine and all of those limitations are lifted, we're not going to lift our requirement that if you're going to come on our cruises, you're going to have to have the vaccine. Notice, therefore, the pressure. If you want to go on a Norwegian cruise, you will get the vaccine. You're going to have to make a decision. This is how it's coming. And it's coming very, very rapidly, friends. It starts with areas of business. The corporations, big businesses that think that they have relatively little to lose. And so they're going to become woke and they're going to join with Joe Biden and mandate and promote uh, this vaccine, even though Joe Biden says that he through his administration, is not going to actually require it. No, but he is actually requiring it because he is encouraging the businesses to carry out his nefarious agenda. That's how he's doing it. And if they cooperate, 
then they will get favors from Joe Biden and his administration. If they do not cooperate, they will not get favors. In fact, they will be on a blacklist. Are you beginning to understand how this works? Now, I want you to consider this. The next move is to get not only the teenagers vaccinated, but to get all of the young children vaccinated. Pfizer is working on this right now, and uh, that is the next agenda. When your children go to public school, if they go to public school, they are required to get a certain series of immunizations against polio and measles and things like that, smallpox. Those are actual immunizations. They're not just vaccines. They're immunizations, which means that they make you immune to the disease. It's not that you get the disease in mild ways. No, they're designed to make you immune from the disease. That's not what these vaccines are supposed to do. You may think that's what they're supposed to do, but that isn't what they're supposed to do. And they have ever-increasing side effects that are being manifested, many of them not being reported timely, because they don't want to report them, because they don't want to interfere with people getting the vaccine, because then they will have more vaccine hesitancy. In other words, they're not going to want to get the vaccine. Are you beginning to see how this works? Eventually, what is going to happen very likely is your children will be mandated by their schools to get the vaccine, by the school districts. Now, what happens if you don't? What happens if you're convinced in your mind and heart that those that vaccine or any one of these three vaccines that are out there are actually dangerous, that they do not accomplish what they're purported to accomplish, and not only that, but they are potentially dangerous, and nobody really knows the long-term effect of those on our children, not to mention their parents and grandparents. So what will they do? You can't go to school. Now, If they say you can't go to school unless you get the vaccine, unless your kids have the vaccine, but you refuse to allow your kids to have the vaccine, now what do they do? Now comes the ugly uh, finger of fate against you and your family. I can see it now as a former uh, attorney dealing 40% in the area of family law. I've watched this kind of thing happen in the courts where the Department of Children's Services comes in and says, you're a child abuser. On what basis? You say, no, I'm caring for my child. I'm preventing them. No, you're a child abuser because you're not allowing your child to get the vaccine, and the vaccine is going to help everybody else. Therefore, you don't not only care about your child, you don't care about anybody else, and that child belongs to us, and we're going to take them right out of your home. And they're going to get the vaccine because the state has a higher standard than you do. I hope you're listening. Are you? 
The purpose in bringing this up is not to frighten you. It's to help you prepare yourself by faith in a proper response. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. I don't mean armed with guns. I mean armed with faith. We'll be right back. This is Viewpoint. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. Today we're doing an update with regard to the matter of uh, the COVID-19 virus and the efforts to get the people of this country vaccinated and all over the world. This is the goal of Bill Gates. Bill Gates' uh, goal is to vaccinate the entire world. And he's not going to stop there with the COVID vaccine. His goal is to create a universal vaccine that the entire world must have in order supposedly to prevent just this kind of thing from taking place around the planet. The problem is you have to develop it as it comes along. But he's not going to stop there. He already has a patent filed last March, not this March, but the year before, March 13th, with the U.S. Patent Office to prepare a very unusual kind of, dare we even call it a vaccine? It's a nanodot uh, vaccine, micro nanodot. That's tiny, 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 tiny. Small than a regular microchip. And the purpose of it is not only to control your health and make your entire health history and so on available to all government around the world, but far more than that. To eliminate all cash in the world so that you will be unable to buy or sell, conduct business in any way, for even the smallest necessities of life, unless you have that nanochip that encompasses all aspects of your life, giving government the new world order under the great reset control of your destiny. God having been abandoned, Nature abhors a vacuum. 
And that vacuum will be filled by a godless global government. That's where all this is heading. And the vaccine is only a part of the effort globally to control all humanity and bring us under one fear-mongering government that will have complete dominion over humankind. Does that sound godly to you? Does all of this sound like it really is of God? I don't think so. I have never been against immunizations as such. There are many who have. There are, I believe, side effects from them. Many people believe that uh, our young people today with the vast experiences that they have with uh, hyperactivity and so on, using Ritalin and other kinds of uh, drugs, is a byproduct of, uh, vac- of, of immunizations. I don't have the proof of that, but there is enough evidence out there to suggest that there is some truth to it. But we're not talking about that now. We're talking about something that is not an immunization. It is a vaccination intended not to prevent the COVID virus. If it was intended to prevent the COVID virus, then you would not need a second shot and then now a third shot. And then we're being told that the third shot won't be enough. You'll just have to have that within one year. And then after that, you're going to have to have another one every year. So obviously, it's not an immunization against COVID. Stanford, well-known university, respected. Stanford University study says the data suggests that both medical and non-medical face masks are not effective to block human-to-human transmission of viral and infectious diseases such as SARS-CoV-19 or SARS-CoV-2. The recent Stanford study, which is under the National Institutes of Health, showed that masks do absolutely nothing to help prevent the spread of COVID-19, and their use is even harmful. Are you listening? Now, we've been talking about that here on this program for quite some time, and I'm sure a lot of people have said, oh, yeah, 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 what do you know? Well, we're quoting those who don't have an ax to grind, friends. We're talking about people who are not in the political realm but who are medical experts that don't have the connections with globalism like Dr. Fauci. Next, the chief medical officer of BioNTech said that people will probably need a third shot of its two-dose COVID-19 vaccine as immunity to the coronavirus wanes. In other words, there isn't really immunity. This doctor predicts people will also require an annual coronavirus vaccine as they do for protection against the seasonal flu. Oh, 
Did you know that you're not immunized against the flu when you get your flu shot? Did you think you were? No, that's not the purpose of the flu shot. The purpose of the flu shot is to minimize the effects of the flu on you, not to keep you from getting it. And the doctor says, because this so-called immunity will decrease over time and variants may emerge challenging the original versions of the vaccines. We see the waning of immune responses in people who were just infected and therefore also expected with the vaccines. All right, but that's not all. Last week, the report came in that people who have had COVID and then get the vaccine are in serious danger. Far greater danger than if they had never had COVID. In other words, this is just an experimental drug. Did you know that? The Federal Drug Group Administration has given authorization to use this as an experimental drug for an emergency. It hasn't even been fully approved by them. Why? Because... It hasn't been proven. Its effects, its secondary effects, its long-term effects have not been vetted. Also, masking can impact both health and our humanity, writes another. We miss out on making social contacts because the mask masks any ability for us to genuinely communicate and causes us to misinterpret emotions and communications from others. That's true. Have you noticed that? You're trying to communicate with somebody's eyes, but you're missing their mouth. You're, you're, you're missing sometimes their words. It has serious relational impact, not to mention medical and health impact. Yet, at the same time, Dr. Fauci has just come out with a statement dismissing criticism of himself as views of extreme people. So anyone who disagrees with Dr. Fauci is deemed now an extremist. And you know what the Biden government is doing with so-called extremists. Purging them by various means, putting them on blacklists, keeping them from being able to fly, putting them on no-fly lists. Uh, there are many ways now that the Biden government is functioning very much like Stalin's Stasi in Russia under communism and like Hitler's, uh, KG, Hitler's uh, what was it, the Stasi under Hitler and the KGB under communists. Anyway, uh, their secret police and so on. What's happening through the Biden government now is the effect, the effort to purge and silence every single person that disagrees with the administration. 
They're doing that also with our military. Did you know that? They now have a program in action, in force, to spy on America's soldiers to determine if they're conservative, if they're patriotic, and if they're patriotic and conservative, they are suspect to be purged from the military. Maybe you didn't know that. This is what happens when godlessness takes over the country. And, for whatever it's worth, half or more of the American people purportedly voted to put this administration, this godless administration, in power. And you deserve what you get. Tucker Carlson did a program dealing with spotlighting vaccine deaths. And it prompted a sharp reaction from critics uh, Wednesday night after addressing the issue of how many people have died after receiving a COVID-19 vaccine. He said he's completely in favor of vulnerable people taking vaccines. The CDC profiles a person older than 70 with an average of 2.6 more comorbidities, such as diabetes and heart disease. But he argued that the vast majority of the population with a survival rate of more than 99% should have as much information as possible to make a risk assessment. So let's make that risk assessment in the next segment here on the program. Viewpoint really does determine destiny. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Today, with restrained passion, I'm attempting to communicate to my brothers and sisters in Christ and those others who will listen about the dangers of the COVID vaccine. Why? How to gauge a risk assessment for yourself that's fair, that's honest, realizing that you may be one to fall. Dr. Peter McCullough, is an internationally renowned doctor with the most citations in the National Library of Medicine on topics such as COVID. And here's what he said. 
The COVID shot is killing large numbers of people. And he said it's just the tip of the iceberg. In normal circumstances, he said, 50 deaths reported to the organization called VIRS would result in a drug being taken off market immediately. But in the case of COVID shots, thousands have already been reported, and yet the mass vaccination programs continue to be pushed. Now, Dr. McCullough is a professor of medicine who developed a globally acclaimed and highly accessible COVID protocol treatment. He also emphasized that there have been many unnecessary deaths as a result of policy decisions made at various levels of government. Now, with that having been said, we go to the Tucker Carlson report. It has been challenged by CNN's Sanjay Gupta, uh, their chief medical correspondent, who called the statements reckless and dangerous. Why are they called reckless and dangerous? Because they have a political agenda, friends. CNN is basically an arm of the Biden government. It is not independent. It's an arm of the Biden government, as in as is MSNBC and uh, uh, other newspapers like the New York Times. Between late December 2020 and April 23rd, a total of 3,362 people were reported to have died after receiving COVID-19 vaccines in the U.S. That's an average of 30 people every day, according to to the Federal Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. That's VIRS. Now, how do those numbers compare to the death rate from the experimental emergency use coronavirus vaccines? Well, let's compare that to the flu. In a typical flu season, more than 160 million Americans are vaccinated, and only a small number die after receiving a shot. In 2019, it was 203 people. And in 2018, or 2018, it was 119 people. Yet, in just four months, five months, a total of 3,362 people were reported to have died after receiving COVID-19 vaccines. 30 people every day. Would that not seem to indicate to you there is a serious difference between the flu vaccine and the COVID vaccines? So Tucker said that the claim that 30 people are dying daily, oh, uh, the CNN representative said that the claim that 30 people are dying daily from COVID-19 vaccines is absolutely 100% false. The problem is that it continues to stir up this vaccine hesitancy, said Dr. Gupta. Well, Carlson pointed out that only one death in the U.S. is associated with Menveo vaccine, which is given to people around the world, often children, to prevent bacterial meningitis. But in just the first four months of this year, the U.S. government has recorded more deaths after COVID vaccines than from all other vaccines administered in the United States between mid-1997 and the end of 2013. So what does that mean? Is it just a coincidence? So Carlson went on to say 
describe what we're seeing now as the single deadliest mass vaccination event in modern history. Whatever is causing it, it is happening. So you think someone in authority might want to know what's going on. And there's not been an independent vaccine safety board to assess what's happening and to reassure people who stumble across official government numbers on the Internet. None of that has been done. Not one even mentions the numbers or you'll be pulled off the Internet. In fact, over this week, I have gone to one of the sites that I have used regularly to gain information for this program, World Net Daily. And what I have noticed is something very strange. For the first time ever, whenever I hit on an article related like this to COVID-19 or to other very sensitive issues, all of a sudden that article is not available. It's blocked out. It's not blocked out by World Net Daily. So who's blocking it? Google. Google has become an agent of the Biden administration to block out real, helpful, life-saving information in order to drive a political agenda. Does that not sound dangerous to you? Some people don't want the vaccine. That's their right, isn't it? They're not all crazy. Health decisions should be personal choices, shouldn't they? Well, they were, at least until last fall. So, what do we do? What do you do? This is becoming a more and more difficult situation. Then came this report. When genetic scientists decided to recklessly meddle with the human immune system, the aftermath of the first round of gene therapy jabs, that is, the vaccine, guaranteed only one thing, ongoing direct access to humans for an unending series of additional gene therapy shots. And for those who died as a result, no apologies would be forthcoming. Then... The next wave of COVID infections already hitting states such as Michigan will be dominated by people who have been fully vaccinated. And that was predicted by the authors of a scientific study published in a British medical journal. Between 60 and 70% of third wave COVID deaths and hospitalizations will be from people who were fully vaccinated. That came from a report published March 31st, by the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Maybe that's the reason, partly, why Detroit area hospitals are filling up with COVID patients. But you don't read about that from anyone in the mainstream media. They don't seem to express the tiniest bit of curiosity as to why the big spike in COVID is taking place, even as large percentages of the public have been vaccinated. And Michigan is one of the most vaccinated states in the nation. Do these health officials not know about this British study, or don't they care? Maybe the politics of power overpowers their ability to care. 
Then, the heartrending story that came out April 26th of this year, Erin Maria Ozuski, a nurse, she made headlines last year documenting fraud, negligence, and greed that led to unnecessary deaths during the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic. And she shared her experiences. I have listened to her testimony. It is painful. It'll bring tears to your eyes, friends. She was an Army combat veteran who served in Iraq from 2003 to 2004. She mentioned how she decided to enter another type of frontlines war zone by serving in the greater need at the epicenter of the pandemic. Upon her arrival, she was surprised to find that she sat around for three days doing nothing and learned that other nooses had been sitting around for 21 days or an entire month getting paid $10,000 a week as a roving nurse doing nothing. If they needed nurses so badly, why are you bringing me here if they're nurses sitting around, she said. That was the first red flag, she said, of the reality of the situation in New York that wasn't being reported. And lucky me, she said, I did get assigned to Elmhurst Hospital in Queens that ended up being the epicenter of the epicenter for reported COVID-19. She said the very first day at Elmhurst, I was shocked. It was something I never saw before. Patients were alone in the rooms on ventilators with no family allowed to advocate for them. People were just dying from gross negligence, medical malpractice, and mismanagement. For me, it was difficult to swallow. Everything made sense to me at that moment of why there were so many deaths in New York. So, following a good cry, back in her hotel, she eventually contacted an attorney in New York and secured a pair of spy glasses and began to document what she saw in the hospital. I recorded them murdering patients, she said. Just total and complete, absolute disregard for human life. Patients who tested negative for COVID-19 were being described as COVID-confirmed in their charts, which triggered a higher compensation with government payouts. She contrasted that with what happened in Florida, with what happened in New York. She said, in Florida, we treated our patients with hydroxychloroquine and zinc and sent them home, and they were fine. But they were prevented from doing that in New York. They had perverse incentives instituted by government COVID-19 relief funding, which awarded significantly more compensation to hospitals should patients be classified as COVID-19 positive. That gave them an extra $13,000. Or if they put on a ventilator, an extra $39,000. So they were just admitting everybody. They would put admitted patients on a ventilator that they knew would kill them, she said. In some cases, there was an incentive of $10,000 for every death. And families kicked out and not being able to monitor. It was a perfect storm, and people took advantage of it. I can't bring myself to read more of this. This is what happens, friends, when you've elected a godless government. When there's no fear of the Lord, you will fear man. And that's where we are. 
So great is the absence of the fear of the Lord and the godlessness of this administration that the Catholic bishops are coming together next month to decide whether or not to, for all practical purposes, uh, excommunicate Joe Biden. His attitude and behavior and choices are so egregious to the God of creation and the Bible that these archbishops are saying this cannot be tolerated. We must keep him from receiving communion. He is not one of us. Are you listening? Now, some of that same attitude is in our Protestant churches. A lot of it. Playing the woke game, trying to please the godless citizens. And we have to make a choice. You and I have to make a choice, friends. It's not just about COVID. And it's not just about a vaccine. It's about who we will serve. Whether we will fear God or fear man. The choice is yours. As for me and my house, we will choose the Lord. Thanks for joining us. Become a partner, friend. Send your gifts by faith to Save America Ministries. The O Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Do it today. Don't delay. The other guy's not doing it. This, this is our moment of truth, friends. We're the valiant decision. Step up to the plate. Be a person of true acting 